Well, welcome today. Pastor Tim Carson here, Christian Center Shreveport, doing our daily podcast. Here from Louisiana, United States of America, blessing you today for being a part of what we're crying out for, the Lord to show up in a mighty way. We're going to talk about today, why is our enemy not being removed from around us? What is God up to? Let's talk about that today. It's an important moment. burn for the Lord, don't we, in this hour. So glad you're with us again today. I pray uh, you're having a good day as always. That's my desire for everybody to be in a good place with the Lord, burning with him and for him. Well, it's Wednesday. It's the 30th day of November. We're almost out of here, moving into the next month uh, on the Gregorian calendar. We're already in the ninth month of the biblical calendar. We've been talking about this as a month of What's in you is going to come out of you. I, I know that was a meant to be a good word, and it is. But I also want to believe that anything that's not of him would come out of us as well. There's always a harvest of both the wheat and the tares when a harvest comes. And sometimes that's just as important as the good things that are coming out of us. Get rid of the things that we don't need, the burdens, the, the, the shift that we need in our life, the issues that have been binding us, holding us back. Well, I want to encourage you today. I feel like this is a prophetic insight. I don't want to call it prophetic word, but it's an insight as the Lord's revealing to me the future by telling me what's going on behind the scenes. And I think in my journey with the Lord, my long journey with the Lord, almost 50 years now, that's one of the things that God has taught me and, and some of us old guys like us is that we can never measure what God's doing by the circumstances that are in front of us because you never know what is the work of God on the backside. He knows the end from the beginning. He's working all things on behalf of his good and ours because we love him and called according to his purpose. But he's multi-leveled in what he does, multiplicity of things that he's doing. And I think this is a concept that us believers really struggle with in times of war. Now, we are in a season of war. We've been in it now for two plus years, almost three years now. And I can remember uh, Chuck Pierce prophesying once seven years of war. So I can't put an end to it. Uh, I believe times can be moved. The Lord says that in Daniel 2. So can the devil, Daniel 7. But we know we're in a season of war. And if you know it's a season of war, then you can keep fighting on. If you feel like it's a season of peace and you're in war, then you have an anxiety inside of you, and you've got to cast that care on the Lord. But we are in a season of war. And with that, I can press forward. We still need the time to refresh you. Remember the dream I gave you about going to the wilderness 
And I think that's just as important as we go to the wilderness. It's a very special time in the Lord that you get refreshed. It's not a desert. Wilderness is not a desert. It's a place of provision, but it's also a place of rest and getting revelation. And that's where I'm trying to stay right now. Chuck Pierce had a quick little word about worshiping in this season over our enemies. So I'm going to, it's 50 seconds. Let me play this and I'm going to build on it on the backside of this. Just listen to this portion. This morning, the Lord says something to me. He said, you are entering a time of determined worship. You must choose what you worship. In this time, I will be imparting to you my anointing for the days ahead. So be determined to worship. Make a choice to worship. Take your opportunity to worship. For by worshiping me, your eyes will be open to everything around you. And you will see your enemies and from your desire for me, you will have desire over your enemies. Now that last portion is the most important part. As we worship in him, we will overcome our enemies. And that is a critical thing that we have to do. I remember years ago, my first trip to India, and we were working with some missionaries there, some people on the ground, some apostolic ministries. And we had a minister that was working in northern India, and he had been trying to translate a Bible for a group of people there called the Bhojpuri people, 60 million, who did not have a Bible in their own language. And he told us a story at his ministry headquarters. He had pounded it all in the computer, done all the translation, getting ready to print it out, and his computer would crash. It happened to him like two or three times. He'd lose the whole thing and had to basically start over from, you know, uh, re-entering everything again. And so he, we were there on a trip and he asked, would we please come to his headquarters and pray over his headquarters that this would end and that they'd be able to get the Bible to these people. And, you know, we were in, I think in Delhi at that time, and it was a, a long drive to where he lived, uh, up North. And if you've ever driven in India, oh my gosh, uh, it's it's quite an experience, a near-death experience every time you're on the roads. And uh, we got a bus, and it was crazy. I mean, it, the roads sometimes with holes, uh, you know, one feet, two feet deep, and, you know, you're just bouncing around. So we finally got there after about three-hour drive or so. It may have been longer. I can't remember. It's many years ago. And we get there. And we're just a little bit undone from the trip. We had to calm down and eat a little bit, catch our breath. And then we went to the room where the computers were and his ministry headquarters was. And, you know, how do you deal with that, that the enemy is trying to steal the word of God for 60 million people? Well, what we did, what Chuck Pierce said right there, we worshiped. And as we worshiped, the spirit of God came in there. We had prophetic declarations and decrees. We prophesied, and you know, this thing would end, and that God would begin to speak. But it all was finding a place in Him and bringing His Spirit into that room. And we left, and the minister told us later that right after we left, His computer started working. He eventually printed the Bible, and 60 million people now have the availability of a Bible in their own language. And we're not taking any credit for that. When you worship the Lord, 
his spirit, his angelic realm comes and fights with you. So that when we have this enemy around us and we're wondering why the Lord doesn't just remove them, I think that's the big question I think we're all having right now, especially with all the government overreach that we're having, where the enemy seems to have its access to those in authority over us who are determining our freedom and our joy and our happiness by their decisions and almost dictatorial in most nations now, even in my own nation, where the law is irrelevant. We have a, our president and the president prior to him made public confessions, uh, not, not Trump, but I'm talking about uh, Obama before him, who made public confessions that they would make decisions knowing that it probably was against the Constitution, but they'd let the courts decide that. And this was the type of thing. And we're thinking, Lord, why do you allow the enemy to have reign like that and the injustice and the illegalities of the things that they are doing? And that's where knowing God and his ways is so critical because you got to see what God's doing on the backside. Again, God is trying to refine his church, his people, who we must understand when we have evil leaders most of the time, almost all the time, it's because of the issue or the status or the condition of the ecclesia. And when you read the story of, of Israel wanting a king, but if you remember the story where it was Eli's sons who were the head of the house of God, and they were evil. And the people moved from that to wanting a king. And obviously there were still idolatry and other issues in the land, but this is what happens when the church isn't who it's supposed to be. It opens the door for the enemy, number one, but then two, the Lord is going to respond by allowing the enemy to stay until the house gets its order, gets an order. And I, I think you have to understand that. And I, I, I gave the passage not long ago to you guys out of Judges chapter two, when God had had commissioned Joshua and Israel to cleanse the land, remove it, every enemy that was in the land, and they didn't. And there's multiple reasons why they didn't. But then the Lord, his anger burned against them because the nation had transgressed the covenant, which he commanded his, the fathers and had not listened to his voice. But then he said, I will no longer drive them out before them, any of the nations which Joshua left when he died. Okay, now how, about, how would you like to have that prophetic word? Because that is a prophetic word. It is being prophesied in the book. It's like you're praying, God, remove my enemy. And God said, no, I'm not going to do it. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that your nature of the Lord? And the answer is absolutely it's his nature. Because he's dealing with us before he even deals with the enemy, right? He judges his house first. We know that. And so God is trying to get his house in order because if you remove an enemy without a changed heart, you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes. So the backside of God of leaving the enemy around us is to keep the tension on us to make sure that we keep dealing with our stuff. Is that love? Absolutely that's love. Because he disciplines those he loves. And part of the discipline, the fire that comes is from him. Do you understand that? And that's the story here of what he tells them. And, and we know the rest of the story here. He said, I did this. 
I'm not going to drive them out, in order to test Israel by them, whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk in it as their fathers did or not. So the Lord allowed those nations to remain, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hand of Joshua. So it's a test. So when the enemy is there and he is not being driven out of your life, out of your nation's life, it's because a test has come to God's people to see if we'll keep his ways and walk as we were told by our fathers, Malachi 4, right, that our spiritual fathers had taught us the hearts of the children return to the fathers. And in that, then we'll start seeing breakthrough and we'll see our enemy being removed from us. And I'm here to tell you today prophetically, I can say this as a prophetic insight, that that is why the Lord has clearly spoken to me and others like me, that that's why the enemy is remaining. And it's not that God wants them there, but he's using it. Jesus had to have Judas. There had to be an enemy in his camp in order to make sure that he went to the cross. You know, I think he would have done it, but that that's his call. And then, of course, he goes on there in the passage about how he was going to train the next generation to war, the, the next young people. So one of the things the Lord spoke to me right now is why in America especially our enemies are not being driven out. We're still having to have... Uh, people rule over us that are not righteous is because he's teaching the next generation how to fight. Think about that principle. Now think about the passage in Isaiah 54. We quote it all the time, 17. No weapon formed against us will prosper and every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. And we just prophesy. I've done that many times. Because why? I want my enemy dealt with. That's what I want. But let's not forget the context of that scripture. Because prior to that, the verse before, he says, Behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and brings out a weapon for its work, and I have created the destroyer to ruin. So <laughs> God's the blacksmith blowing this fire on us, sometimes through our enemy, the destroyer, but then he says, after you go through that, then no weapon formed against you will prosper. So right now, we're on the anvil. God's allowing our enemy to be around us. He's not removing them yet because he has a redemptive purpose in us to redeem us, but to also to deal with the issues of our heart. He's testing us to see if we'll follow the ways of the Lord. If you hear that thunder in the background, it's thundering in my house while I record here. Uh, God, please, I hope I'm saying the right things. No, I know I am. I know this is biblical truth. And so I just want to encourage you to let me pray over you as we get out of here. Father, I pray right now a blessing over everybody listening. Lord, let us understand what, the, what you're doing on the backside. And that, Lord, you've allowed our enemy to stay around us for this season to make sure we follow your ways. And that, Lord, the day will come very soon that we will say that. And we'll see that, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we'll see the vindication that's from you as an inheritance for your children, those that are listening to this today. I speak life over them. And I say, Lord, stay, Lord, we're going to let you do what you need to do so that we can be more like you in this hour. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. All right, see you tomorrow. Well, good day, everybody. So glad you're with us. Thanks for listening to our daily podcast. Don't forget to 
download our app on your device, especially your phone. You can look on there. We have special messages that we think God is speaking prophetically right now. We also have replays. We have a prayer request spot for us. You can get connected that way. You can sow, and there's so much more. You can do the Bible reading with us. We try to make it as, as applicable to your life as possible. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.